Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and the following episode is part of a special series titled Crypto Coach with Deborah Mamuzo, or simply Debbie. Debbie is an NFT creative director and blockchain enthusiast with up-to-date knowledge of global crypto activities. Debbie has actively promoted many crypto projects and she has coached and mentored over 1,500 newbies and professionals on how to carry out basic crypto research and how to manage their emotions. Debbie is also a social advocate for vulnerable minority communities and environmental justice with significant experience in grassroots organizations affecting social and environmental change. Debbie has led projects in both Africa and the Caribbean. I hope you enjoy the Crypto Coach series, dedicated to providing practical guidance on emerging technologies surrounding blockchain, cryptocurrency, digital assets, NFTs, Web 3.0, and the metaverse. I invite you to subscribe to the Calgary Business Podcast from whatever app you access your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and even Amazon Music. I also invite you to leave a review. This will allow others to easily find the Calgary Business Podcast, including all episodes in the Crypto Coach series. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great day. Good afternoon and welcome to the Crypto Coach uh, podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni. And on this rainy day in Vancouver, I've got Mark. Is it raining in Cayman, Mark? Uh, it was raining earlier, but currently not raining. Currently uh, 27 degrees and cloudy. Well, it's certainly cloudy and rainy here. Uh, it's warm, though. I got to tell you, Vancouver is very warm. But look, this is we're, we're going to talk about DAOs. We're going to spend a little time talking about DAOs, not the DAO. Not the DAO your grandparents and your parents grew up with, but the what is a DAO, Mark? So no, yeah, not not the DAO Jones. Uh, no, this is a crypto DAO. So in the in this well, blockchain DAO, I should say, not specifically just crypto. Yeah. And so what a DAO stands for is a decentralized autonomous organization. Now that is a mouthful of words. So uh, what exactly specifically does a DAO mean? So. Um, I'm going to read this. I'm just reading this off like Investopedia, which I mean, not, you know, it's, it's a source. It's a, a source, but maybe not the best source, but it's a starting point. So we got a decentralized autonomous organization is an emerging form of legal structure. And now this is like where I kind of disagree with them because it's, the, I mean, in the blockchain space and in the crypto space. Yeah. Not all DAOs are a legal structure. Not <laughs> so, all DAOs are I mean, are not all all DAOs are created equal, Mark? No, well, I mean, it depends. What, like, you know, you you don't necessarily have to incorporate to become a legal. I, I don't. When they say legal, it's kind yeah. of like misleading in there because you know not all DAOs per se are legal entities, right? So I don't know. They they threw the word legal in there, which I'm like, hmm. I mean, I do know there's DAOs that operate, you know, I mean, it's decentralized, right? So it's DeFi, it's, you know, in, in the space, not necessarily DeFi, but, you know, similar concept, like you can have DAOs that aren't legal com- companies or aren't yeah. legally operating, right? Okay. So I don't a like group or an organization. I mean, look, at charities could yeah. be, I mean, 
they don't have to be registered as a legal entity. I I would agree right. with that. Yeah. So it says, but this I agree with. So with no central governing body, so hence the decentralization component of it, uh, every member within a DAO typically shares a common goal and attempt to act in the best interest of the entity uh, popularized by cryptocurrency enthusiasts and blockchain technology. So, of course, um, so, I mean, basically, you know, at, uh, at a high level, like what is a DAO? Well, it's taking like, you know, when you think about traditional organizations and you think about like, you know, how you have a flat organization, then you have like a hierarchical, hierarchical you have management and you have a board. Right. So a DAO is like, really, it's just taking a, a flat organization structure yeah. and putting that on blockchain, right? So, uh, and I mean, really, it's kind of, and it's not just, uh, you know, looking at like a flat structure, but like really taking it to the next level where in most DAOs, um, like the organization is really run by you know its holders or or the organized like you know the members of the organization itself actually run and make the key decisions in the organization um so the biggest thing is is the voting element of it right so um when you look at uh DAOs and most DAOs this is how they operate uh so any major decision that the organization has to make uh it goes to a vote to all members of the organization and now in cryptocurrency, uh, specifically, this would be a, a token holder of that DAO entity, right? Or that DAO organization. So like, if you know, by having, by owning a token, and this is, you know, typically kind of when we get into the governance tokens, yeah. when people talk about like a governance token. So you, by owning a governance token of a DAO, um, you actually have the ability to vote and make decisions and how the organization operates, right? And so that, I mean... I think that's one of the biggest key elements of what a DAO actually is. So, and, and, you know, you can actually, if you think about a DAO, I mean, people say like, oh, it's, you know, but they say blockchain and cryptocurrency, but really you can create any, any entity and bring it as and operate it as a DAO in a block, like in a blockchain environment. Yeah. Um, and that, and that, I think that's like really the, the coolest part of what a DAO is capable of doing. And really it just empowers each member of the organization to make decisions in it, uh, which I mean, obviously has pros and cons uh, elements to it. But I'm just going to quickly uh, just go through the uh, the key takeaways here. So, uh, and this is again from investigation. Is it a takeaway, or is it a key the key elements of a DAO? Like, it, I'm just going to before you go into that, I'm just thinking mm-hmm. like you've got this overall governance and people are kind of like kind of old school community. Maybe it's you know going back to villages, right? It's literally mm-hmm. how they governed the, the the governing council, the the ruling. I mean, I was in Dubai a few years ago, and there was a you know the majlis where they meet and that they they voted the five or six whatever it was whatever the I think you need to have a odd number. You can't have an even number, but it was kind of like this governing body. It, to me, the principles of the DAO are really old school, and it's just it's taken mm-hmm. blockchain and blockchain is giving everyone the power to to vote on and participate as opposed to just a few people you exactly know? and I, I think really if you break it down to like fundamentally it's pure yeah. democracy right like yeah. if you think of you know the original democracy like you know the greek democracy uh going all the way back i mean it's like every single there's no president or anything like that like every single holder just dis- makes decisions on how the community or organization operates right? right so it's like it's almost like democracy in its purest form right which is why 
personally, I love DAOs and I love the concepts of DAOs. And I think, you know, the it's kind of like we're we're bringing it back. We're bringing democracy back, right? It's like you know we're we're making it cool again and 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 true democracy, like you know, and not just democracy in government, like your traditional government, but democracy in organizations, right? And I mean, if you think about it, if we ran all corporations like this, uh, even like you know the British Petroleums and these kind of companies, or or you know, for instance, the Volkswagens, and someone came to you know put a vote to the DAO saying, hey, we're going to, you know, pretend we're going to make these cars that uh, bypass emission tests by yeah. putting this technology in there and then so to make more money. Like how many people are actually going to vote? Yes, for that. Right. I would hope not many. You know? no, but so that, I think- yeah, see the Volkswagen. Right. So the Volkswagen tobacco was basically a few people making those decisions, which is a, which exactly. is a common thing. Like a lot mm-hmm. of the, you know, the structure, they turn the, the one who has the decision making ability turns a blind eye. Or doesn't mm-hmm. vote, and so he abstains right. from voting. But the ones the majority votes and get it. So, but let's go back to your article because I think this is key. You were saying the the sort of takeaways or the yeah. It, this, I mean, this is from Investopedia, so, yeah. so I mean, yeah. just take it or leave it. But I just kind of like a good starting point. But um, yeah, so the key takeaways: the centralized autonomous organization is an entity entity structure which token holders participate in the management and decision making, which we just covered. Um, no central authority of the DAO. So that's like one of the biggest keys, right? It's like, again, flat, a flat organization. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and this is another key thing. I mean, within blockchain, so any decision uh, or activity that uh, the organization operates, like that the DAO has, it's all on chain. So it's all captured on the blockchain, right? So yeah. it's transparent, it's open, all the votes are there. You can go back and see, you know, any vote in any DAO and see what the outcome was. Um, and it's there permanently. It's immutable. It's not, you know, you can't change it. It's not going away. Well, and you it's covered that. Author. You covered that in great detail, Mark, in the in the past episode where we talked about what is a blockchain. And mm-hmm. now th- this is it's on chain, and there are many there are many chains out there. But you mm-hmm. know, the, it doesn't have to be the Ethereum blockchain. It doesn't have to be the Solana blockchain or uh, whatever you know EOS or whatever blockchain you you choose. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, and that's just the beauty. Of, that's the beauty of blockchain is just you know once it's on chain it's there forever and it, you can't be you can't be changed it can't be altered right so that's that's one of the biggest kind of elements of it yeah um and then yeah oh so this is an interesting one so one of the first DAOs ever created was called the DAO um and I think was it last time or one of our podcasts we we talked about uh you know the slock.it case which was the uh, you know the reason why Ethereum actually forked from so why you have Ethereum Classic versus I didn't know yeah. that no I didn't know yeah so that was the first DAO ever created so it was Slock.it um and but it, that was the company behind it and they and you know they called themselves the DAO right and so basically I mean they they formed the concept of a DAO uh, and I mean we can go into that in, a, in another uh, podcast or episode but it's a very interesting case. Uh, the DAO, or we can talk about it here, but um, yeah, basically, I mean, what they did was they pooled, they, they took each other, well, they created a token, essentially, yep. or a community that um, basically pooled their asset to get assets together, and this was back, I think, in like 2017, I couldn't be mistaken, or 15, when it first came out, 2015, maybe, I have to double check the, the statistics, I'll, I'll, we can post that in the notes, but um, yeah, so I mean, basically, 
uh, and this was when, you know, it was really, there's only Ethereum was one of the biggest chains that you, there wasn't like Avalanche and all these other chains that you could right. you know, code on or Solidity or uh, sorry, uh, Solana. Um, so, I mean, they basically were taking ETH as collateral into their pool, uh, into their, uh, into their treasury. Because mo so, and that's another key element of DAOs actually, which I, I noticed um, they, didn't, they didn't have in the notes here on this uh, in Bestopedia. So DAOs, how they operate typically is they have uh, a public community treasury. So yep. any of the organization's assets are actually stored in this treasury and written in the, the smart uh, release of funds. As I would understand, there's a blockchain, uh, a smart contract coded, yep. so that if there's approval, there's a what if kind of, if those conditions are met, the pre-existing conditions of releasing funds, if they're met through keys and and, and uh, the private keys of or the of the different voting, then those funds would get released. But that's that in my view, that's critical to for a functioning blockchain or for me to say, if you're going to put funds in trust uh, mm -hmm. and using the DAO to governance that. Because it's going to lead to me to another thing called the the, the DAO hack, but mm -hmm. I'll let you continue. But so the funds are in trust, and you've got governance over that. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, that's kind of one one of the biggest or the the key elements to DAOs as well. And so it's not just like the funds are held in a community vault, right? Yeah. But and that's like you, like you said, they're all it's all coded into smart contracts. How the release mechanism, like to actually access the funds in the in the vault. Yeah. However, like the the I, I guess the 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 biggest thing is. Um, and actually, in order to access those funds, it's done through a vote. So, like as we were talking about, how you know each member of the organization makes votes to make decisions in the organization, uh, it also applies to this treasury. So, like once the funds are in the treasury, it typically was coded into the smart contract is the funds can't be accessed unless it's approved in a majority vote by a, like a you know a quorum of of members of the organization, right? So there has to be a quorum present. And the majority of those um, members that are present have to vote yes to access the funds. Yeah. In order for and then and then the smart contracts automatically execute and release the funds, right? But uh, and, and I mean each organization can set different parameters for what they want the quorum to be and what they want the majority approval rate to be. Um, but that's the cool. I think so. You, you not no not one person can't just go in there and start accessing the treasury. It has to be approved by the whole community, right? The whole organization has to approve it. Um, so that's another like huge key uh, element of DAOs that I think, in my opinion, um, and uh, yeah, and so I guess just going back to the DAOs, like the actual case, uh, you know, that we were. Oh, so when about, was that, can you, Mark? Can you get the right? Because you said the first, they were the first DAO. Yeah. Was that 2016. Did you have the date on that? Because uh, yeah, let me just look it up quickly. Because uh, the DAO hack, the DAO hack, actually, well, from what I understand, occurred on 26th of June, to, or there was a. There was a discussion on it in uh, 2016, um, and it was deconstructing the DAO attack, and it was on the Bitcoin podcast, June 26, 2016. So yeah. I'm not sure the exact date of the DAO hack, but that uh, it was founded 2016 actually. So I'm looking at it now. So yeah. we've got um, yeah, founded 2016. The actual uh, company behind it was called Slock.it. Yeah, um, I've heard of, I've heard of Slock.it. I didn't realize they were part of the DAO. It was DAO. the DAO, yeah. So yeah. the DAO was actually founded by uh, or created by Slock.it, um, and then basically uh, they well they they were like they basically created the first DAO that was became known to Pete like that was widely known, right? So yeah. um, and what they did was they they actually pooled their so they took ETH 
Because like I was, as I mentioned, Ethereum was like the blockchain back then. That was really the only one of the only blockchains you can really get onto. No, I shouldn't say that. Sorry, but um, you know, they they were like the and they still are, you know, one of the biggest blockchains. But anyway, so as a as a member of this DAO, uh, you could deposit your ETH. And what they were doing was they were funding other projects on the Ethereum blockchain, like on the Ethereum network. So they were like taking this collateral pool of Ethereum. And then if any other projects wanted to access the, the pool, they were basically doing like venture capital on, um, it's, yeah, you can see here. So industry, cryptocurrency software venture capital fund is what they described describe themselves as, um, which is, I mean, it was really cool. But, and that was the first concept for like a true DAO, I guess. Right. Like, well, that became mainstream right um uh yeah so basically uh and then if you want to get into like the hack so uh and you're talking about like the hack right so that was well, the actually, dow hack so the yeah. dow hack which got everyone's attention in 2016 do you know much about it i don't i don't i have to say i don't yeah. know much about it i didn't do a lot of research mm -hmm. um i just know one of the gurus or one of the and i'll just share this with you before you go into details one of the instrument or one person involved was Emin gun siri I get his mm -hmm. name incorrect, but he's Dr. Searer from uh, over at, uh, I think, I'm not sure if he's at Stanford or Princeton, but he is the co-founder or the founder of Ava Labs, which is the Avalanche. Yep. <laughs> so just to give you some history there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, well, what, what, ha what ended up happening, and this is a very, very interesting case. Um, and then actually, I mean, so you can really get into like, it went to the Supreme Court and all kinds of different things. Uh, so you can really get into the legality of it because like, you know, in the U.S., of course, the U.S. started pressing, investigating into them. But what ended up happening is, um, so within the like the smart contract coding, yeah. uh, what, what ended up getting written, uh, there was some kind of protocol or like some kind of coding in the contracts where uh, you could, if you requested, uh, like if a vote failed, the money should get returned back to people's wallets or whatever, right? And like, you know, because you, you would have to put up, uh, I think you had to deposit ETH to get, uh, you know, to put a proposal forward as a vote. Uh, and if, and again, it's been a while since I've read this, so I'm going to have to go back and double check, but this is just off the top of my head. Um, and so what, what ended up happening is there was like a loophole in the code, like there was a gap in the code. Right, right. Uh, so you could, you could keep, like, even though uh, the proposal had failed, it was giving back like infinite, not infinite, but it would keep giving you back. The back. ETH. Right. So it wasn't like, it, it was like, it it didn't there was some kind of like gap in the code where it yeah, didn't yeah. Really, like it didn't close the contract and it would keep giving you back ETH. So there was one guy that figured this out and he ended up I think stealing like let me see what the total amount was. It was fifty million. Some it was yeah it was a ridiculous amount. Six point yeah oh, that's what it was including the one re concurring recursive calls. So it was yeah one hundred and fifty million. Yeah okay so yeah so so that's incredible because that was, we had a similar one we we talked about a few weeks ago with was one of those hacks. The, one of the lab, one of those, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it's very similar. So that somebody, the hacker basically found a flaw and just, and just basically exploited it. But let's, let's move off of the DAO hack. We'll put some, we'll put in show notes because you mentioned another one, notable DAO. Forget about DAO hacks, but let's talk about, there's a notable well, should, DAO. Yeah, but I, I just want to finish on that because okay, like, so sorry. the reason, yeah. the reason, so, so what ended up happening, just like how, why this is so interesting so what ended up happening, and this is why there is Ethereum Classic and then just Ethereum. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So what ended up happening is like, you know, of course, um, you know, Ethereum, like, you know, Vitalik Buterin and, and, you know, the Ethereum, the members of like the key members of Ethereum got involved and they said like, hey, 
Because this guy, the hacker, he said, well, I did everything legitimately. There's nothing I did wrong. This was written into the code. So I, what I did, I didn't hack anything. Yeah. I was just using the, you know, I, I was using the the smart contracts, how they were written. I didn't do anything maliciously, right? And, and there was people that actually supported him. And yeah. they said, well, yeah, he's right. Because this is what blockchain is all about. Is this is crazy? what the smart contracts are all about. So if, you know, what he did was, was should have been legitimate, right? Um, because this is what was written into the smart contracts. Right. So that's what, so they, and so Ethereum, and essentially at that point, um, the Ethereum found like Vitalik Buterin and the actual, you know, the main people in Ethereum stepped in and said, no, this wasn't how we intended like the Ethereum network to be used. Right, um, right. So they ended up freezing the assets and distributing some of the, like, you know, the, the stolen, not the stolen, but the money that was taken back to uh, the DAO, right? Yeah. Uh, and so so this that, that's when it split and they had the ethereum classic which is the you know the classic ethereum which was the original ethereum um and so they those people that group kind of went on their own they and then up. there was like the vitalik buterin like you know the real ethereum like the you know the ethereum today which is you know obviously way more valuable than ethereum classic right but um and so they kind of went on their own and said like no we're still gonna because it was almost like centralized it was almost like it went away from the decentralization element right, where it became right, like right. centralized because they stepped in and actually like, you know, changed how the outcome of the situation. Right. So that's, I guess that's, that's I just wanted to touch on that. But so that's, that, I mean, that's important. Thank you for that distinction because it really puts mm -hmm. into perspective the Dow hacks. And I, I didn't, you, you actually put a lot into it. Cause I mean, you, you, you've added some clarity into this because there, you know, I remember listening to the podcast with you mean, you know, on the Bitcoin podcast, and they just really, were, he, he was trying to clarify what happened. I should listen carefully now because what you said, he probably was saying that like that they were blaming some of the, the people in that. And so Dr. Severe or Dr. Emin Guru, gosh, I got to get his name right because I'm badgering mm -hmm. him. But the the co-founder, founder of uh, Avalanche, you know, he mm -hmm. was blamed in this hack. So there was, when they talked to him uh, on the Bitcoin podcast, I'm just going from my memory. I'm like, he was just kind of defending like he did nothing wrong or they did nothing wrong. So it kind of right. adds color to what you're saying. All right. So let's talk. You mentioned Vitalik Buterin. Isn't there mm -hmm. a recent Dow when his mother or his sister is in behind the Dow? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to move into that one next. So uh, it's actually Metis Dow. And yeah. it's very, very interesting project. Uh, so it's a, it's a layer two roll up on Ethereum network. Um, and so, I mean, basically without getting too much in that, we can cover layer twos and the difference between layer one and layer two networks in a different uh, podcast, but yeah, for, uh, the simplicity of this one, let's just say, uh, so yeah, for Metis DAO is creating a faster and more efficient network on, on top of Ethereum. So like, they're using the Ethereum based technology yeah. and they've created a, a you know, faster, more effect, efficient and effective DAO. Um, and so, but the cool thing is, I mean, oh, yeah, of course, they've got down the names. So, like, obviously, the organization runs like a DAO. But what the cool, like, one of the really cool things that they're doing um, is they're actually, they're rolling out a whole new element called Create Your Own Decentralized Autonomous Company. Oh. So, they're calling it a DAC. Um, and so, basically, what they're, they're giving people the ability to uh, create, you can easily transform a traditional company into a into a DAO essentially yeah. and, and um how they how they're running it is uh yeah i mean I, I i it's just in testing right now so i mean if you sign up to we can provide the link to the website afterwards yep. and yep. 
Um, but you, you, I mean, it's not, um, as far as I understand, it's not live yet. Because we did actually have a call with uh, one of the guys from Metasdow a few weeks ago just oh, okay. to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but it's not it's not fully functioning. Well, it's functioning, but it's not, um, you know, it's not uh, but this officially is, this rolled thing, out. Right? It's like a marketplace. I mean, there's NFT marketplaces now and given the tools to create your own market, your own NFT. Mm-hmm. SaaS, software as a service, you know, the CDK or career development kit to give every, you know, to the, there, there are tools out there today allowing developers to create their own, you know, it's, it's literally, that's the thing to do, or mm-hmm. it is pretty consistent with the last web 2.0 web, you know, just giving the tools, right. Right. Like, like webs, creating your own website, a no code, low code tool. I love this. this I, I didn't know there was a DAO as a service, basically what it is. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's no code. Uh, so you, I mean, you don't need to be hiring and, and paying top dollar for some developers yeah. to create your own, to transfer to transform your company into a DAO essentially. Um, and this to me, and this is why I think like when we talk about DAOs on blockchain and, and like, this is one of the elements that's going to be the future of our societies and civilization, right? It's um, having everything on chain, of course, sure. like on blockchain and tokenized and, and whatnot, but having it operating in this environment where it's a lot like more flat, um, of an organization where each or each member of the organization has the ability to have a vote, to have a say, uh, and have an impact on how the organization operates, right? And then obviously, um, you know how most DAOs do operate. They, you know, as a, especially within the crypto space, um, you know, they distribute their their profit or whatever, um, you know, MVP, sure. my sure. minimum sure. viable product, back like the you know, the rewards of that back to their token holders, right? So well, let's talk. About- Let's talk. Okay, so I love that example. If, if you, if you finish your point, because I want to talk about City Dow, because that's pretty cool. Okay, yep. So City yeah, Dow, and mm-hmm. I, I listened to the podcast of the founder, you know, one, the founder of that, or one of the founders, and they raised. First of all, they raised six million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, Five thousand members. So the members of the community contributed yes, to it, the Dow. Wisconsin or, or Wyoming? Yeah. I can't remember. I think it's in Wyoming because there was um, a. Yeah. So, and they bought land. So they, they yeah. the first thing they did, so they created their land because mm-hmm. his thinking, if you listen to that podcast, I'll put the, the notes into the notes because it was incredible. It was like, what's the future of the city, right? Mm-hmm. You got to get registration. You got to do all that. You have to get permits and all that. So he, they literally sidestepped all that and went straight at, they just bought the land, piece of land in, in Wyoming. And, but yeah. it was, it was, I loved just that whole concept because the Dow mm-hmm. made decision and how they're going to deploy funds. And so that, that kind of speaks to a lot of, what you're saying, Mark, is just the future of because it's taking the technology and making it work for you. The DAO, you know, mm-hmm. the DAO concept. So the city DAO, and I'll, I'll put we'll put this we'll put this in episode notes. I'm like, wow! And they just they just sped things up, and the power of rate they raised funds. So that was you know kind of investor relations and fundraising, and then investing where they deployed funds. You know, so they really hit it on one basically one fell swoop in a very short period of time. Yeah, definitely, it's a really cool project, and I think. I was, you know, when I started, and I think you actually had brought me, uh, you know, brought me on to that uh, or put me on to that city DAO. Uh, so I did a little bit of digging on it and it's it's a really cool project. And I like, I like the concept of it. And I think, you know, in the future, and like, I, I think we touched on it before, like Estonia, you know, their government, how they, yeah. they're running their government yeah. almost as a DAO, right? Uh, similar fashion on blockchain. And I think it would be really cool to see like a country. And I mean, I think the idea, like the, the, the issue I have, well, not issue, but uh, the problem I foresee <laughs> is that it's in Wyoming, right? And then obviously the U.S., like, although they are currently kind of 
allowing crypto you know it's yeah, like you're yeah. still subject to federal law right so if federal law came down and said no sorry guys we don't so we don't DAOs aren't legal now what are they going to do right they're, they're screwed so i think but if you could take it in a in a place where you had sovereignty right where you weren't subjected to a federal government or whatever and you actually had your own country your own land your own and, and this is how, like i mean like estonia right and you're saying this is how we want to run our country and our government yeah um, and and the thing is like and and I think a lot of governments would be against this because it's so open and transparent, right? So they can't. Oh yeah. And you look at all like, oh, like yes. billions, hundreds of billions yeah. of dollars, the trillions of dollars that the U.S. government spends, and it's like, where you know, really got a question like where some of that money goes, right? And especially like with military funding and these contractors and stuff, it's like, you know, I feel like some of that money just disappears somewhere, right? Into, into some black abyss, and where does it really go? Well, well, I mean, on blockchain, you can't do that, right? We can uh, we can debate that, but it, it's literally yeah. it does it brings up a whole new wave of of investing and raising funds. To, on me, that's just a pure part of it. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. Where they go next, it'd be great. It would be good to revisit that and see. But Marcus, in, mm-hmm. in, let's conclude this because I think there's we yeah, really actually, touched- you know the, there's one. There's just one last point I want, and maybe just quickly. Um, so there wasn't another cool, I think an article that you shared with me this week. Um, which was on that coop, the uh, the 21 year old, uh, whatever drop college dropout girl that uh, they created this new DAO idea oh, yes, called Scoops, yes. yeah, or whatever you know. Uh, so permission around your community, treasuring you using NFTs, uh, you know. They, so they're, they're trying to create a new like social network because I mean they're not wrong. So like you know, if you look at most DAOs, like how many people actually vote in a DAO, and it's again, it's like. You know, you look at like even in traditional government, how many people actually take the time to vote in, in elections and whatnot, right? So it's just looking at different ways on how to engage your holders and your community into actually like making decisions and being a part of it and feeling like they're a part of something, right? So it's it's a very interesting concept. I mean, again, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff, like you got a question, like what's their, yeah, know, think about their driving think about condo revenue, boards? Right? You have condo boards and you decide what you can invest. You know, like literally this goes at that level. If you take just a, a, a 500 suites or maybe 30 suite units of condo, I mean, it's, it's literally scaling it up to the government level and it's going to, you're mm-hmm. going, you, you're going to create waves. Like you're yep. just gonna upset for the, imagine just a condo board, 30, 30 residents, right? Mm-hmm. That's disrupting that. If you, but you got to start the grassroots, and I think, yeah. unfortunately, people aren't ready for change. People weren't ready to, mm-hmm. to buy to make credit card purchases online, and now they weren't. You know, how many years ago was it before you could let your? Well, see, so you don't have daughters, sixteen-year-old daughter, but to mm-hmm. drive in a stranger in an Uber, you know what I mean? Like, like this yeah. thing, people just aren't ready until they're ready, <laughs> right? Very so. true. Well, it changed. I mean, that's that. People are always resistant. I think not always, but typically are resistant to change until they you have to show them that it's going to make their life better and it's you know it's if, it, if, it, if you can show them that their life's going to improve because of the yeah. change then they're more willing to adopt it right but otherwise they're just kind of stuck in their ways um and before we sign off i just quickly wanted to because we talked about a lot of the pros for DAOs, but i did want to just touch on a few of the cons of going back to investopedias here so um you know we like you did mention with city dow um and one of the cool elements is I think you, you can really pool knowledge and experts, right? Yeah. Uh, their their expertise and technical ability. However, when you get a lot of people together, as we were kind of talking about before, you know, when you get a community of 30,000 people or 40,000 people, well, I mean, how long does it take you to make a, to, to make a decision collectively yeah. Yeah. when you have yeah. that many people involved, yeah. right? Uh, so I think that's, you know, is, is the time element and 
Uh, also, you know, getting people, because of all, all the, like, say, a community of 40,000, how many of those people are experts in their field? So you still kind of need, and like, you know, um, and it's not like you want to exclude people, but also it's like, you know, you kind of need to find a balance. Where then you're getting, you've got, you're getting block votes and then people are, right. you've got to lobby, who's got this yeah. biggest lobby, right? You're getting mm -hmm. subcommittees who have more power. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's issues, Dick, and they got to resolve this stuff. You know, literally, I mean, we we could unpack this thing. Like, there's there's lots to this one. I love this. So, mm -hmm. is there any other things that, that they want to talk? They say there. Uh, yeah, I think like yeah, I think you you basically covered like you know what what you're saying. Um, and the only other thing that they're talking about is like the thefts here. Uh, and I think that, but it's not even theft. And uh, I think it's kind of more, um, you know, just. Because it's not it's not theft it's it's just the the smart contracts right and we we touched on this almost every week right I mean, if you listen to our our news podcast where it's like the hacks this and that and and really it just comes down to like making sure that your code it's like double checking your work right like get, like getting yeah. um, audits done on your smart contracts and stuff like that it's like you know anyone that that works for a publishing house or anything like that. They don't just write a code and uh, write an article and publish it. No, they have like editors, they have proofreaders, they have, you know what I mean? Like that, you need to hackers, get your work checked, double dark, check, the dark check, forces. Check. Yeah, no, no, I get that, Mark. But the nefarious mm -hmm. people, they're gonna I mean, come on, even PwC, you'll you'll read articles course, where PwC yeah. and or, well, Arthur Anderson but, hacked or whatever, yeah. yeah. No, no. The partners themselves were involved in that or the, the oh, people okay, yeah, the well, collusion, right? Even an audit doesn't guarantee hundred yeah. percent uh, you know, guarantee that yeah, when people are yeah. ready to commit fraud or defraud mm -hmm. or collude, it's going to happen no matter. It's you know they get very sophisticated. But for every, yeah, well, you can, I mean that, that's not. I mean that, that's not just specific to blockchain. That's you know no, no, that's in general. Wide, I mean, right? this is so general. Yeah, you can't you can't stop if people want to be uh, you know malicious. They're going to do it anyway. Then, yeah, they'll find okay. a way to do it right. But uh, and yeah, so I guess and 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 uh, just going back to your other points there, I mean. I think like as the space, it's just, it's a, it's still growing. Right. So uh, it's got a lot of room to grow. And then, yeah. and um, you know how we're talking about like finding a balance and um, yeah. And I think, you know, as it continues to develop, we'll, we'll start seeing, we'll, we'll continue to see, um, you know, improvements in how they operate and things like that. Right. So it's, it, and that's the thing, you know, the whole industry, the whole sector of blockchain, it's only 10 years old. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of the world, it's uh, not even a drop in the bucket. Right. So it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an evolving space and an exciting time to be part of it. Well, Mark, this is good. So this mm -hmm. has been, a, we focused on DAOs. I think we're going to continue on with definitions and, and some of these terms that are really getting bantered about. And, and this is, it's, it's been learning for me and hopefully uh, our listeners out there will, will get, get some value from this as well. Mark, thanks for this today. It's been great. Hey, no problem. All. Thanks for taking the time, man. Appreciate it. All right. And, uh, all right. Talk to you later, man. Cheers. Yeah.